Hey there, welcome to First Glance with Jody Vance. This is kind of a special edition, if you will. Uh, the first of what we hope will be a regular series here on First Glance is we welcome somebody who will be familiar when it comes to some of the subject matter, but the face will be new. Uh, the handsome face joining us on the screen is Lee Hughes. He is an invent investor venture capitalist. Glad to have you here, Lee. Thanks, Jody. Uh, you and I have been talking sort of off to the side on many of First Glance with Jody Vance conversations because you are involved with many of the companies that we have been interviewing for the last couple of months here as we've launched. Can you give us a little insight into who you are and what your background is? Yeah. Um, well, I'm a venture capitalist um, from Australia. I live in snowy Vancouver as of today, actually, um, which, is, uh, which is lovely. Uh, I have done uh, working with institutions and private equity in the past, typically, actually, um, working with a lot of blue chip companies in Australia, predominantly mining, of course. Everyone thinks of mining companies when I think of Australia. High performers, which has been great. Uh, and I moved to Canada three years ago um, after spinning off a, a marketing agency that I actually had in Australia, which worked with a lot of public companies. Uh, and then towards the end, actually, worked with a lot of startups and, um, and angel angel investment level businesses uh, that have actually done quite well. And yeah, so for me, it's, uh, it's a great place to be being North America now with an extended network. Proximity to Europe is obviously a lot better as well. And, you know, diverse, the diverse nature of markets here in, uh, in North America is, is, is why I like being here. Let's tap into um, your insights into the market that you're seeing. I mean, three years in, you can certainly, as you've outlined there, seen the differences between uh, Australia and North America and proximity to Europe. But what do you see now? You, none of us could ever have imagined seeing a global yeah. pandemic hit and, and the dis disruption that that's brought, but also some of the elevation for, for some industries at the same time. Give us sort of your lay of the land in general terms. And I'm going to ask you about some of your specific uh, companies that you're involved with here. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, you hit the nail on the head, actually. I think the, the year of, let's call it the, the pandemic era that we're in at the moment has really forced significant disruption um, for multiple sectors. Uh, you know, this disruptive tech buzzword is, you know, it's real, we're in it now. Uh, we're seeing, you know, multiple different verticals uh, coming to the marketplace that, you know, to be honest, I've sort of been looking at and covering a private equity level for probably the last two to three years. It's just that now that we've obviously been forced to disrupt uh, the market with new technologies and, and you know, focus on new verticals, uh, it's, it's allowed, you know, like the biotech sector to all of a sudden get a bid again. Yeah. Uh, to all of a sudden get this serious advancement in knowledge from these amazing businesses uh, that have, you know, that are obviously, you know, here in Canada or wherever, um, healthcare, pharma. We're also aware of uh, of those verticals now, you know, as investors uh, from retail to institutional, just seeing bucket loads of money go into them. Um, you know, all of a sudden. People are aware of, you know, internet of all things, IoT, uh, smart cities. Uh, you're seeing everything that is disruptive to me is, uh, has been a really good thing that's come out of this pandemic era. Of course, we wouldn't like to ever wish that a pandemic would cause that to occur. But, you know, on, on the other end of the pandemic, I can see a lot of businesses that were probably just, you know, little small postage stamps on white papers or, or whiteboards three years ago become big businesses. 
And isn't that the truth? I mean, I would never, as a broadcaster, uh, imagine I'd be sitting in my living room for a year interviewing people. And yet it has become so normal that we can talk anytime. We don't have to be, okay, how are you going to get to where I am to get downtown, to get you wired up in front of lights, to sit, you know, three feet from me instead of two meters from me. You know, there's so much about it that has been disrupted. And yet, you know, we're pulling out some positives here. And uh, let's hit on a couple of the positives that were are really obvious uh, from the first glance with Jody Vance audience perspective. I mean, uh, Mountain Valley, for one, I mean, speaking with with the team there and, and some of the technologies that have come forward, not to mention some of the uh, the pharmaceutical pieces of the puzzle, but also the delivery systems that could be life altering, if not life changing for millions or billions of people. Yeah, look, I mean, that's certainly one that's, uh, that's become a little bit of a gem in, in the Canadian market at the moment. Uh, my first conversations with the Mountain Valley MD team was late November when it was, I think, a $15 million market cap and eight or nine cents and was fortunate enough to, to spend, you know, a few days with the team down there and see exactly what they were up to. You know, I guess I happened to be in Toronto at the time, so being able to do direct due diligence with a company was was a rarity last year. Uh, but, you know, look, the, the drug delivery biotech sector, uh, you know, vertical, let's just call it that, which is you know, yeah. extremely wide. And if you look peripheral, it's even wider. Uh, I think are going to, you know, well, it's been amazing, right? Uh, I see, you know, businesses like Expido, you're seeing businesses like Immunoprecise, you're seeing all these really amazing darlings, Canadian darlings sort of get a global a global position or a global a global place in the marketplace right now. And if people want to find out more about even just the c- couple of companies that we've mentioned there, they are in the uh, First Glance with Jody Vance uh, series. If you just look back through our, our YouTube links or here on yeah. equity.guru, look through those links to get more information. Because as I've stated so many times on this program, I am not a market expert, but when I can have conversations with real people learning about their real endeavors that have such ethics behind them and such mission, like there's, there's really this switch I feel and correct me if I'm wrongly for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to investment, when it comes to um people wanting to put their money, not just in a place that's going to make them money, they want to put it in a place that's going to make them money and maybe make the world a better place at the same time. Like that's something that I feel has really shifted in COVID-19. It's not just about the me, me, give me now. Everybody wants success, but there's more to it. I completely agree. And, you know, uh, the way of doing due diligence, because that's kind of, you know, how I've cut my craft is, you know, being able to do, being fortunate enough actually to do due diligence for Different funds, um, some institutions as a as completely independent um, has been a it's it, it's a long process. You know, it, it involves typically getting on a plane. Yeah. Um, these days, no, it doesn't. We don't have we're not forced to have to do that. And you know, the beauty about it is investors clearly these days are are getting access to so many different tools that we didn't have a year ago. You know, new channels, um, new ways of getting information, access to you know. Jody Vance, uh, access to, you know, hedge fund managers, you know, significant investors, um, venture capitalists, entrepreneurs, they're all you. being able to tell their story uh, yeah. virtually and, you know, and capture a great audience. And, you know, look, we're all learning. Uh, I learn, you know, through these companies that we're getting exposed to every single day, these new businesses, these new, like I like to call them unicorns or hidden gems, whatever you want to call them, you know, 
we're, we literally are now getting face value with them pretty much in real time nearly. It's scary. Um, and it's great because it enables our investment decisions to become a lot more wiser and we can probably buy into them and, and own them a little bit more too and actually feel like we've got, you know, a little bit of ownership in our investment again, which we probably didn't have before because you're kind of sitting at that layer behind a bit of a wall that, that you don't, you know, you don't really see what's behind that wall, but we're sort of seeing little bits and little bits and little bits more every now and then. Aren't we though? And we're seeing a hunger for that as well. And that's really what sparked first glance at Jody Vance in the, in the beginning was reaching out to the people who typically didn't invest in the market, felt it was just for people with expensive suits and pocket squares, which yeah. I like to say there are nothing wrong with expensive suits or pocket squares, but you shouldn't have that as a requirement in order to invest. And that's yeah. where, that's I where you come in. Some more so that's I know, right? That's where you come <laughs> in though, Leah. I mean, you're accessible, you're knowledgeable, you're fearless, but you're also really savvy when it comes to vetting what is or is not a smart investment. I mean, not everything's yeah. a win. Not everything no. can be a win. That's not how it works. But how do people find you, follow you on Twitter? I mean, I got to follow you on Twitter. That would be nice. Yeah, look, how do I um, find you? You know, I, I really do like to use, uh, I, I find LinkedIn is, a, is an amazing access to information, right? Uh, yeah. That LinkedIn platform to me is just, I mean, it's just a, a plethora of information. You know, we're seeing channels like Discord. We're seeing, you know, um, great Discord groups get built and set up now. Um, you know, Twitter's obviously the FinTwit, as they call them, community. It has, it's expanding and expanding at a rapid pace. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we're starting to see some of this disruptive tech also become conduits between companies on the investment, on the investment side and us as investors, clearly. Uh, and, you know, the great thing is too, it's been really, it's been a really interesting thing and, and quite a warming thing to see how quickly companies have been able to pivot to yeah. just, you know, okay, we've got to adapt now. You know, we, we, we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to get access to our, to our stakeholders in a new way and, and, and most are doing it really, really well, I find. You know, um, I, I've been, like I said, I've, I've been in investing and, uh, and working with private equity and institutions for, you know, three to five years now at more of a, um, I guess you could say, further reach than Australasia. So the tyranny of distance factor is just a killer for, for the sector, being able to get around and in real time. Um, but, but now that's kind of, it's, it's different. And I find that being able to get access to new resources and tools to do the due diligence that's required on a business, you know, as a sector and investor base is just a lot more um, at our fingertips, let's just say that. What about, if I may, and again, I'm a novice when it comes to the markets piece, but in, in a news consumer perspective, which is my forte in news talk radio, um, when we're looking at markets and we hear oftentimes, you know, if you look at the New York Stock Exchange, it's moved beyond COVID-19. It's, you know, markets are fill in the blank. Uh, when we're looking at markets around the globe and economies that are, have been hit unprecedentedly, like the, the level of, of uh, pain to, on a financial level is yet to really be fully recognized. Yeah. I mean, that's safe to say, but how to sort of assess that without the expertise of someone like yourself who has literally been on this path for, for years and years. Um, 
I guess what I'm getting at is you represent, Lee, to me, um, the equivalent of how perhaps pre-COVID, we didn't go to the travel agent, we just booked online, where people yeah. maybe were like, we would just we would just trade online because we kind of knew. But more and more, someone like yourself is is a key uh, to that that real positive experience when it comes to investment. Am I right? Yeah, it could be. I mean, look, I'm certainly no, I'm certainly um, surrounded. I certainly like to surround myself with with uh, with what I consider um, best of breed. I like to call best of breed people. Um, you know, experts, mentors, visionaries, CEOs. You know, um, podcasters, journalists. I mean, the the list goes on. I, I certainly. Um, you know, uh, try and delineate as much of that noise as possible to be able to focus on a day to day. So I can only imagine as an invest as an investor, say a, an immature investor that's coming in fresh, it could be extremely noisy. Yeah. Wow. Where do I go? Like, where's the first place I should go to get, you know, on the right path or on the right track? I mean, as we all know, there's sometimes no better experience than just, Jumping, jumping in and getting things done. And, and obviously we learn from our mistakes, which is why I like to surround myself with, you know, I like to call them mentors and visionaries because, you know, uh, I, I just love learning from, from, from people that have been there and done that, uh, right? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, look, again, I just say, like, with these, some of these businesses that we've discussed, I mean, unearthing seriously undervalued businesses with amazing operators with uh, valuation gaps that can be filled to show value and, and obviously increase our, our balance sheet as investors um, is I, I find I find this world that we're in right now no better time to do it, um, which to me is exciting. And you know, if you're seeing we're seeing now institutions and and private equity firms even lower their their risk profiles a little bit just to get some of the action here, you know. Um, a private equity fund I do stuff with in Europe, you know, just in January, we we're doing our, you know, our yearly hustle, like we like to call it, where, you know, due diligence advisors get in and we all sit and listen to what the, the prerequisites are for investments this year or divestments or whatever. And I mean, this year by far is, you know, you're talking about a fund that would be happy with a, you know, nine to 12% return a year, dropping their guard a little bit and looking for that, you know, uh, 50 to 100% return possible on an investment. I mean, I haven't seen that before. So, you know, I, th I think it's a new world that we're living in. There's, there's, new there's new educational instruments that we can learn from, access to information, um, new points of information, new, te new technology, new resources that can enable all of that to happen. Um, that's the world we're in, and I, and I don't see that changing for uh, any time soon. What I love about chatting with you, even when it's off camera and when we're uh, discussing some of the companies that you've vetted and are involved with uh, under the umbrella of Lee Hughes, just if you're, if you're going, who's this guy again? Lee Hughes is an investor venture capitalist. And this is the first of what we hope will be a series of sort of tapping into the expertise you have, Lee. And one of the things that really peaks for me in what you just said was finding the really undervalued companies. And that's what we're really trying to do at first glance is to sort of help not just the company get get the investment piece that they deserve by telling their story, but also 
giving the opportunity to new or novice or perhaps moderate investors who are looking for that opportunity to put their money in a place for long-term investment, but to yeah. see before a company hits that sort of benchmark that they sit at for a bit and then fluctuate, but kind of be there on the on the curve as it's going up, as yeah. it were. Yeah, and look, you know, I, I typically myself personally have, you know, been taught, um, you know, a craft over many, many, many years, but, you know, have been able to put together a, a pretty rigid, let's call it a, a, a prerequisite list um, to enable it to, that opportunity to potentially become a real one. And then obviously one that, you know, you take on and you grow and see it grow into hopefully be like a mountain Valley MD, which is still such a small, uh, you know, a little bit of that story has been told today, but, you know, um, you know, I, I know, I, I, I hope to think that I know when to say no to a, to an opportunity as well, um, because we all like to, when markets are hot, um, we all like to jump into everything and we maybe slip, let that little bit of due diligence side of things slip a little bit. Right. Uh, I tried to remain quite focused on that. Um, but like I said, again, Jody, you know, um, I think if you surround yourself with, with quality people, uh, you'd like to think that the decisions that you make fall into that quality bracket. And I certainly have a lot of high quality people and, you know, mentors and, um, educators and just investors as well that I, I like to talk and have discussions with and, and, and meet on a regular basis um, to, to make sure that the portfolio is in the right check and, and the opportunities are, that we're looking at in the future are hopefully maybe even a little bit forward-looking than most, right? Which right. is, you know, That's think about a Mountain Valley MD or think about uh, an ex-fighter or think about the best gaming company or the best whatever most of the time these businesses haven't just been created right. in 2020 these guys have been around these businesses have been around for for you know some of them many many years to to get to this inflection point of growth and yeah. sometimes as investors we just become a little bit too impatient and that's okay well, because some people are traders some people are investors some people are long some people are short but if you can create what your exit strategy going in looks like to an investment before you've gone into it and stick to that and, um, you know, you surround yourself, like I said, with quality and, and a pretty strict parameter for investing or trading, then, you know, you're going to put yourself in a pretty good position to do well, I feel. So how do people get in touch with you or follow you or find out more about you, Lee Hughes? Um, I mean, Twitter's a pretty good uh, uh, um, pretty good platform. Uh, LinkedIn is a great platform. I really love communicating with people on LinkedIn. Um, is it just your name? Is it? Is just it? Just my name. Just my name. Um, Twitter as well. Just my name. Um, have a really interesting Discord channel um, called Unicorn Capital Growth. I can share the share the link to that um, uh, to you after this. Um, but yeah, I mean, or you know, and 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 listen. I think by email, I, I, I or um, sorry by LinkedIn which connects to email, I'm, I'm pretty on the on point there to be able to get in contact and back with people really regularly. So, All right. If you're listening and not watching, it's L-E-I-G-H-H-U-G-H-E-S. Lee Hughes is uh, where you will find our investor venture capitalist here on uh, First Glance with Jody Vance. Hopefully Lee, we can do many of these and you can let us tap in on those mentors and those stories and, and some of the some of the keys to your strategy when it comes to navigating these interesting times. I appreciate your time today and look forward to next time.
Thanks, Jody. And I just want to say too, I mean, another place where you can go to get good information, obviously, is uh, is via Equity Guru. Clearly. Thank you very much. Clearly, equity.guru. It's where I live. Make it a great day. Thanks, Jody. Appreciate it.